Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we are talking about time splitters, future perfect. So, grab a time crystal, a cold drink, and, and a buddy to go through these levels with. Craig, can you be a charming British man? Oh, yes, uh, this way, please. Ah, oh, there we go. All right. See you on the other side of this wonderful music. Yes. What's a bounder? What's a bounder? Yeah. Cause cause that British man was like, oh you bounders. Oh, um I oh referring to a person as someone who is like not very nice or dishonorable or sneaky or something like that. Okay. So so a shifty jerk. Yeah, yeah. Is what bounder. This has been your cultural translation podcast. Uh, <laughs> let's transition very smoothly into the actual video game we're talking about. So with me to talk about it is Craig, as you just heard, the man who knows everything about slang of all types. Yeah, shut up, you bounder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Craig, you just seamlessly integrate yourself into a a region slang. Yep. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so shut up. <laughs> um... Time Splitters Future's Perfect was developed by Free Radical Design, with the directors being Stephen Ellis and David Doak, with the composers being Graham Norgale and Christian Markinson. Uh, it was released in North America and Europe in March of 2005. This was released for the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox. Um, Craig. Yes. What's your history with Time Splitters? I've never, I've never ever played Time Splitters, ever. You're joking. No. <laughs> no, no, like, like, really? You, you, yeah. you didn't? Yeah, never, never touched it. Are you an alien that was defrosted from a pod? No. Just six just, years ago? I just didn't. I just didn't. Wow. I feel like I should have, but I, I, I definitely, I hadn't. I've never played it until, until this morning, Dave. Real? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Looking okay. at like looking at free radical design as people have played Haze. That's the only one of their early games that I played, and I've played the Crisis games, and that's been it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so when people have a ton of affection for free radical, you're like, I didn't think Haze was that good, guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Um, a little bit of history. Free Radical was based off of guys that came out of Rare, like the guys that did uh, Perfect Dark and GoldenEye specifically. So their first-person shooter on console, let's say, uh, pedigree is very, very, very high. Um, Time Splitters is was a very well-loved franchise. Like I think it's the um, like highest-rated FPS franchise on that gen, like pretty much. Um, also came with, um, as you probably saw, I don't know if you dicked around with it or not, but the uh, level creators. I did. I saw it, but never, never played with it. It's a very like snap to grid system. But later on, they did some cool things where, and I never got this, but you could do um, like story triggers for your custom map, so you oh. can make like little story levels if you wanted. I don't understand what the point of that is if you can't share it. Oh, yeah. Like, 
<laughs> what do you expect it to... I, I don't remember if it was like, oh, here, let me take my memory card to my friend's house and he can play the story levels. That's weird. Um, but okay, so so Time Splitters for me, this is like a very high bar for me in terms of first-person shooters pre-PS3. 360 gen, right? Because they really changed at that point. Like, like we did Dark Watch. Yeah. Um, and this is, for me, head and shoulders above Dark Watch oh, in yeah. terms of fun playability uh, of old shooters. I always found it very charming. And Time Splitters 2, uh, which I had on the GameCube, right, was a kind of a party game. Like, it would be like, well, let's play, we're going to play some WarioWare, we're going to play some Super Monkey Ball, and then we're going to play some Time Splitters because it was one of those cool, like, <laughs> Uh, multiplayer mode, we can inject a bunch of bots into a match. Oh, cool! Yeah, always fun. And so, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot like pre Halo Two. This was like the jam if you had a party going on. So, since you're new to this, uh, do you want to roughly explain the the what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Story premise m- mechanics. The pre- yeah, there we go. The premise of the game. I couldn't think of that word. Okay. Uh, the premise of the game? Yeah, sure. So you are some sort of dude with funny eyes and... Sergeant Cortez. Sergeant Cortez, as voiced by... What's his name that you can talk about later? Uh, and the, the entire premise of the game, get uh, out with the, the wee story beats and stuff, is you are trying to hunt down and destroy time crystals of some description which are located in various time times of time various places in time time and place scenarios place, yeah so for example in one mission you're on the first mission you're on an island in scotland it's great you're on an island in scotland then the next mission you're in like it feels like world war Two. i don't even know what it is um that was as far as i got but the next mission was the uh groovy 60s where you played oh the yes of course Elysium. uh he's got um it's like austin powell's and he's like yes. Oh, he's promised him that he could live forever or get eternal life, and you're like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. So basically, it seems like every single level has its own kind of character like that. So you're stuck with the Englishman in the first level, which is weird, given you're in Scotland. They missed an opportunity to make like a. I don't know what they're referencing there. Yeah. Like, was there a time when the English bombed a Scottish island? I d- I don't think so. I don't. I don't, think I don't so at know. All. Um, and I don't recognise the because there were Germans on the island. Yeah, it was. It was a bit odd. But anyway, so that that is the premise. Each time zone, really, the bit that I quite liked. Each time zone, you have weaponry from that time, so it's quite nice. Yes, playing with you know like your older World War II, like an M1 Garand running about, and then in the next mission you've got a laser gun, or the first mission you've got a laser gun, and you're lasering people. It's really nifty. Like, I really like that aspect of it. But that is the premise, in a nutshell. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, um, later on in this game, I believe, and um, I'm sorry, I played Time Splitters 2 again as well, so some of it's going to bleed together for me, but I think it was Time Splitters 2 where you go back to, like, um, the Notre Dame Cathedral, in the medieval era, and you're shooting people with giant blunderbusses and, and oh, wow. crossbows and stuff. It's it's very cool. It's a very unique concept that I'm surprised hasn't been redone. Mm-hmm. But um, we're here to talk about the game itself, Craig. Yeah. Keep your politics of time out of my games. I'll try my best. 
Okay. All right. So, how do you think the feeling, the shooting feels? Wow. How do you think the feeling shoots? I think the feeling shoots really quite well, actually. So I played it on my PC. It was an emulated GameCube version with my little okay. kids Horry Pad Mini, which is just at this point. Well, it's it, appropriate for the GameCube. It, it really is. It just it. it feels great so it's like running about the place it feels nice shooting people you've got a good like there's a good shooting mechanic there you can shoot people in the head and they die which is really nice you shoot them in the body it takes a couple of shots whatever um i thought generally speaking the shooting feels okay and weapon switching and all that feels okay like it feels i was really surprised it feels a lot more modern and, and i just i anything pre ps3 if it's a first person shooter unless it's on pc I just write it off as being terrible. <laughs> and this is the first one that's genuinely surprised me and made me think, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, I mean, I know I mentioned it before, but it really does feel like an evolution of how Goldeneye and Perfect Dark felt. Yeah, yeah. And we've kind of stayed on that path. Like, like, it feels... You move very swift. It's not one of those slow-moving shooters. You don't really have to take cover. It's much more about that, okay, I need to shoot the guys before they shoot me, not hide behind something and duck out. Um, I find the shooting not, yeah, like you, not hard to go back to, right? Like, like this is something that is always kind of, a, I feel like a first-person shooter. Oh, do I feel like time splitters? Because, you know, time splitters is good. Um, out of curiosity... Do you have any thoughts on how... Because one of the things I love about this is how it mixes dumb, 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 dumb humor with a shooting game. And it doesn't feel as gritty as a lot of shooters felt at the time. Like <clears throat> Hayes, for example. Uh-huh. Um, it very much has a fun sense of humor about everything. Oh, yeah. I like it totally and utterly turns me on to that. Like, I think... It really helps with that with that time roving premise. It makes it feel really fun and exciting and engaging. Whereas it would be quite tiring if it was a serious trudge through, you know, like the wars of time. Um, I just I, I think it's it's really well done. Even tiny wee things like when you first get your weapon and you like I sh- I just shot off into the sky or something, and the guy that's running in front is like, "Oi, save it for the battlefield!" And I'm like, "Oh, right, okay," like. We timed things, we things that happened, running over people in your car and the guy going, oh, wow, you hit a bump there and stuff like that, or whatever it was. <laughs> it's just, I love I loved that. I love that cheekiness to it. Uh, at the beginning, you know, uh, where you're, you're stopping the actual time, once you get past a human opponent, you're fighting the actual time splitters. Yeah. Which in case you didn't notice, there know this, there's these kind of uh, almost ape-like looking aliens with tentacles and big old teeth and mm-hmm. they go invisible so you can see like a predator shimmer. I would imagine if you could do it now you could make it look a lot better than yep. it did. Yep, yep. But um, so, so I started shooting one and you know how you do that thing where you don't move the camera horizontally you just move as a person horizontally yes. to just your aim? I did that and shot a, one of my own guys in the back of the head and he like kind of grabs his head and goes, oh, oh, there's friendly fire from somewhere. I'm like, I'm <laughs> two inches behind you shooting you in the skull, <laughs> sir. Uh, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of, I guess I would you would say what, like tongue-in-cheek humor? Yeah, yeah. Um, which which I, I think is what set this apart. Like they did a, they did a game after this called uh, Second Sight. I think it was Second it was Yeah, Second Sight, not PsyOps. 
And that kind of went a little more serious. And I didn't like it as much because, well, it was also, you know, like psychic powers with a shooter. So I was like, eh, kind of like um, PsyOps, if you ever okay. played PsyOps. But yeah, uh, this, this I think, was like the golden mm, of, of IDOS. Or if not for, for not IDOS. I'm so, boy, I'm I'm terrible this morning. <laughs> of free radical, uh-huh. uh, like you said, later on they went to do uh, to Crytek to do yeah. uh, Crisis Two and things like that. I guess they were working on Star Wars Battlefront Three when they got shut down. Then they got bought out by Crytek, and then they did Warface, which that was a game that came out. Is that the free to play I, one? I, I think that's Warframe. Oh right, okay. <laughs> I am I am very not in the know about like Warface and Warframe uh. and stuff. And then uh, then they got bought by Deep Silver, and supposedly they're working on either a remastered or another entry in the series, which I am super curious about. Yeah, because I think we could t- we don't have we still don't have that niche full of like sort of tongue and cheeky shooter games that are fun. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious to see what they're up to. Now, would you buy a remaster just having played a little bit of Future oh, Perfect? Yeah, like I, I would absolutely not. Like I'd buy a remaster. I'd buy whatever they came out with. I think I'm totally sold on the premise. And while I might not go, I might not go back and play like Time Splitters One and Two or whatever. But I would absolutely if something new came out, I would jump on it. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I mean, remember honesty. Um, I, I go back and play... I want to say I run through this series. Time Splitters 1 is definitely the weakest one in the series just because it was kind of a proof of concept. Um, I'd say probably once every three years. I mean, the problem is this isn't... The, I have it on Xbox, right? And it's not backwards compatible. So uh, every time I have to get a bulldozer and bring out the old <laughs> Xbox and hook it up and deal with that admittedly really cool... Like, remember that, that green, like... <gasps> Blob that yeah. would blah 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 blah, and then it would turn into blah, 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 blah. no. That was a terrible sound effect. Well, I know what you mean. That was that was a man drowning, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's always a pain in the butt for me to uh, get this out. I should have rebought it on the GameCube, like like so, because I can just use my Wii that's always hooked up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd say once every three years or so, I'm really in the mood for like a fun shooter. This definitely feels. Out of curiosity, why did you go GameCube? Um, I already had an emulator up and running, and I knew it worked with my um, Wii Horipad thing. So I just oh, thought, okay, it's, already, it's already set up and done. Okay, because I find the GameCube the worst of that generation to play a first-person shooter on. Oh, no. Like, I remember trying to play, I think it was like Call of Duty, the big red one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this stupid C-stick doesn't oh, do anything. Yeah. Oh, I remember the big red one. That was that was a big red one. That was the big red one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I don't know if you remember, like those clicky L and R. Yes. Um, cool idea. Pain in the butt if you repeatedly have to hit the button. Yeah. And you're hitting the button a lot because that's the shoot. So I, I the GameCube didn't really work great for me for first person shooters. No, well, with my Wii controller, it seems to work a treat. Does yours have uh, the clicky? No, no, it doesn't at all. It's just, oh, okay. It's just a straight like. It's... Oh, it's not like a hoary GameCube pad. No, it's a hoary PlayStation Four oh. thing. Oh, oh, well, how how's it? So other than it being too small, how does it work? Like like, uh, what do you think? Product review time. 
it's just it's just too small i hate it this is like i'm sitting here i've got two playstation 5 controllers and two xbox series x controllers and i could take one of those xbox ones up the stairs and bluetooth it to my pc and it would just work and for some strange reason i always think about doing that too late so i play the game and then i'm like oh i should have brought the controller up the stairs um well you could just leave it upstairs to be fair I mean, yeah, I could, but that that would be that would be sensible, and I'm not a sensible man. No, no, no. But you do partake in the sensible world of emulation. <laughs> um, so, uh, again, this is a little off topic, but I'm very curious. Hmm? When it comes to first person shooters, how do you feel about like uh, the PlayStation inline sticks versus the Xbox offset sticks? Oh, I, I much prefer the PlayStation. Like, I much prefer the PlayStation being together. Again, going back to that hoddy pad, it's horrible if you're trying to like look right and strafe left, and you your thumbs oh, touch. Oh yeah, yeah, it's horrible. But I much prefer it being in line. The Xbox, my thumb naturally rests on the D pad on the Xbox, and the Xbox controller is the D pad is slightly better. So I've enjoyed playing like Celeste and that on the Xbox a lot more than on the PlayStation. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh so, okay, so you prefer the Xbox D-pad to mm-hmm. the PlayStation D-pad. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten so used to playing fighting games with the, the PlayStation okay. D-pad that I love having that segment there where the, it's just the four corners. I don't like that mushy Sega Genesis feeling uh, D-pad the Xbox has. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, granted, you're not using a, a digital pad very much in a first-person shooter, mm-hmm. but okay. All right. That's fair enough. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about time splitters. Like, other than saying, hey, this is really good and it's worth going back to, there's not really much to say. I mean, we could talk about the story, but then what, what are we going to turn this into a bit effect episode? Yeah. No, sir. No, and I think, oddly, this would be a, a pretty decent bit effect episode. Like, if they bring out a remaster or a new game, we should do it as a big episode. And then we can start talking oh, about the different times, the weapons, you know, the additional characters that are all hilarious we can really we could get what sink our teeth into this but this you is... know what let's let's make let's make a promise now mm-hmm. if a remaster comes out we will do it for the bit effect yes um one thing I, I i would like to mention is i forgot how games in the early 2000s um every woman was stacked <laughs> every single one <laughs> i i I th- I have an inkling I know what audience they're going for, but I'm not quite sure. I don't have enough evidence yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mentioned this to Craig off off mic, but uh, I was expecting to when you go back, you hear all these prominent voice actors in their early roles, and this game really doesn't have that other than like the guy who plays Cartez, and he's in you know like Sniper Four and Entrapment. And, like, I can't say he's a voice that I really super recognize if I hadn't played Sniper Elite 4. Uh, did you recognize? No, I don't. Because the voice acting is good. I, d- I didn't recognize at all. And, like, the voice acting is good, but I just I didn't pick up on even Mr. Entrapment. But, yeah, it, it, it's strange that this is kind of like a bunch of people I don't recognize because, eh, okay, it's, it's the timer for that. Craig! Yes. We need to fill about 10 minutes so la 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 da, da i love you and i really want your babies 
Um, yeah, that's me out. All right, that filled about 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, we could replay that over and over and over <laughs> again for, you know, just loop that 18 times. Okay, so um, you have a choice here. You can either work out a very cogent theory as the crossover between Disco Elysium and Time Splitters because the man does appear in the game. Mm-hmm. Or we could talk about something else. I'm, I'm curious about the Disco Elysium, but because of the- well, that's all on you. Oh, like like you're leaving that. Okay, let's talk about something else then. I can't I can't roll with that. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, what we're going to talk about now is the fact that we are out of things to talk about with time splitters, mm-hmm. and so we're going to talk about something that uh, we, we've been playing recently together. Then is two K twenty one the golf game. It's not called the golf game, but um, so if you were interested in time splitters chat, time splitters chat is done. It is now time for golf chat. So, Craig, we've both found some uh, mildly irritating things in 2K21. Uh, would you like to elucidate us on some of the things that we found that were, like, not damning, but ugh? Yeah, um, so a few things for me. Uh, it feels almost random in what, how far your ball is going to roll. It just feels weird. Um, they're... The, Textures are a bit funny. Like the water doesn't move; it just looks like solid. Looks like jello, jelly. Yep. Um, when you watch your opponent take a shot, you can't see what they are doing, where they're aiming, or anything. And I really don't like that. Like, I, I like being able to play a game where you see what they do, and then you kind of improve on it, and then they improve on your shot, and you, and almost kind of game it a bit more than just playing golf. Um, everything costs an in-game currency, including my hat, which Dave doesn't like. Uh, there is no, no St. Like Andrews hat. course. I think that's that's the most egregious crime. No mm-hmm. Pebble Beats, no St. Andrews. Yep. Uh, which and, are the mecca of golf games. I mean, it is. you have to have those. And um, I, I, I think that's that's the most of it. It just it just doesn't feel solid in all of its mechanics. Well, I, I would like to add to that list the character creation being like oh yeah so bare bones. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't matter if what kind of hat you put on your character if they look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I dislike the lack of stats. There's nothing really to work towards. I mean, sure your your clubs give you extra stats, but what fun is that? Mm-hmm. So uh, we we talked about this a lot yesterday, and I I think we 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 have enough intel to make the declaration of hot shots or sorry everybody's golf or 2k21 which one would you recommend to a golf playing friend <gasps> to a golf playing friend yes as a, he's like you know craig i feel like some some video golf what should i do well the first person that comes to mind is one of my good friends who plays a lot of golf and i think if i said let's play some 2k21 he'd be like yeah let's play it and we would play it and have a couple of beers and crisps and it'd be fine but then if I said, let's play everybody's golf, he'd be like, why the hell are you making me play Wii Golf, Craig? And I'd be like, it's not Wii Golf, it's so much more than Wii Golf. Um, and then it would lead to okay. disaster. But I personally, like, everybody's golf is just better. Okay, so you're, you're thinking the, the veneer of everybody's golf would turn somebody like that away as yeah. opposed to a realistic <clears throat> yeah. golf game. And remember, I was in St. Andrews yesterday 
and the amount of people, right. the amount of golfists walking about, all of them are really not snooty, not pretentious, but there's just, there's a feeling that if you said everybody's golf, they'd be like, I'm not playing that. That's just beneath me. I play real golf. There, an air of maybe false sophistication. Yeah, yeah. You're hitting a ball with a okay, stick, mate. Right. <laughs> um, yes, but they're doing so in, in great hats and pants. So, a little bit. Okay. I, I agree with you, of course. Uh, I think we've we've spoken the, the joys of everybody's golf enough. Um, on, on St. Andrews, when you were there, did you run into anybody with a ginormous head and a beard with a smiling face? No, I did not, sadly. Like, that's the kind okay. of thing that you only get in everybody's golf. Well, I, I think we've come to the decision that reality is not as good as everybody's golf. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, um... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you can't take your golf cart and then turn it into a plane and fly about the place on a helicopter. That is true. You can't do that in 2K21. Um... You know, you know something I've always wanted a golf game to do, and some golf games have tried it, but never to the extent that's that's fun. Um, why no mini golf in a golf game? Like, like why couldn't you shove golf with friends into a real golf game? Mm, that's a good question. Why? Like Mario Golf sort of does it, but it, it's not mini golf the way you think of mini golf. It's oh look, this course is in the shape of Donkey Kong's outline. Yeah. Yay! No, like windmills and volcanoes and dinosaur heads and well, you know, like like the fun mini golf stuff. But the people that want to play mini golf won't play two K twenty one, and the people that want to play two K twenty one probably don't want to play mini golf. So, so you would uh, uh, hypothetically never be playing two K twenty one, and then go. Uh, you know what? You know what? I, I don't have enough time to play a full round. I'll play a round of mini golf. I think that could happen. Like if we were playing late at night, um, as we have been, and I'm like, I'm too tired for another round of golf. And you said, well, do you fancy a golf a round a round of golf with friends? I'd be like, yeah, okay then. But I'd, we already know that that's a pretty good mini golf game. So yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where the distinct games means you're going to get a good mini-golf game and a good golf-golf game rather than a half-assed mini-golf game inside 2K20. Or maybe it's the physics. Maybe mini-golf requires slightly looser physics, you know, so that... Okay, so so you think you couldn't make a mini-golf game, mini game with realistic golf physics that were fun? Yeah, because it's, it's never... Can you imagine lining up... Your, you've got your putter and you've got to whack it really hard to make it go round a loop-the-loop in 2K21. It would feel weird. The way it plays. It, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. I could imagine it in everybody's golf. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't imagine it in 2K21. Um, that, that's, a fair, that's a very fair point I didn't even think of. Well, Craig, you've solved the problem. And the problem is... We need to play more outlaw golf. <laughs> that's 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 it. That's the, that's the solution. Or Kirby's mini golf, or golf with friends, mm-hmm. which is much better than dangerous golf. Let's oh, be gosh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, worms golf. If you're in a pinch, I guess. But uh, okay, I think we've killed enough time here. We have. We have. <laughs> so this has been our dual review of uh, Time Splitters, where we said absolutely nothing other than yeah, it's really cool. And our in-depth golf digest talk. 
if you would like to maybe suggest a game that has enough meat so we don't talk about golf or chips or slang or any of the things that we go down, uh, you can hit us up at thebiteffect.com where we have a contact form and you can suggest a game that we should play. Uh, make sure you denote whether you would like it to be for Retro Rewind or Bit Effect. See how smoothly I did it there, I know. Craig. Have you been practicing? I I have been practicing, and I now that I've done it correct once, I don't ever have to do it again. Uh, in case you would like to hit us up with, hey guys, you talked about time splitters, but you, you didn't mention this, you idiots. Uh, you can do that there as well. Craig, do you have anything uh, last minute to say about time splitters or 2K21? No. Um, like, time splitters is really good. 2K21 is alright if you've got a friend to play with. The end. For if if you go to a friend's house and you're staying there overnight because you have a wedding to go to the next day and it's a wedding you don't really want to go to but you know you're kind of friends with the guy so you got to show up but you're not in the wedding it's not like you're a best man or whatever so you don't get to go to the bachelor party you just kind of show up and go hey congratulations kind of thing maybe drink a little bit of alcohol make a fool of yourself anyway we're getting too much on the lore of this wedding uh, if you go to this guy's house and he has 2k21 or time splitters. Which do you play? Time splitters. All right, that's fair enough. Um, what are you gonna wear to the wedding? Kilt, as always. Really? Yeah. Wait, like you guys actually wear kilts to weddings? Yeah. Do you wear a suit jacket with a kilt? Yeah, you get a kilt jacket and a kilt shirt. I didn't know those were a thing. Yeah. So what separates a regular shirt from, like a dress white shirt from a kilt shirt? Um, is it tartan? No, it's not It's not tartan. It's just, it, I don't actually know what the difference with the shirt is. It's just a standard white shirt. It's more the jacket. The jacket's kind of like a shorter, a shorter bit to show off your kilt. Oh, okay, okay. Because you, you don't want to, you don't want to cover up the kilt exactly, then. Exactly, yeah. Okay, see, we could have talked about this, Craig, because I'm very oh, curious all of a yeah. sudden. Okay. So, so ladies don't wear kilts. No. Right? But do they wear tartan dresses? Yeah, yeah. Or skirts? Yeah, you can get Oh, okay. They generally wouldn't Does wear it Does it have the a... same formal feel? No, like, they wouldn't wear that to a wedding. Like, not, not many ladies would wear a tartan dress or a tartan skirt to a wedding, because all the guys are in kilts anyway. So, you would... Okay, so that's more of an everyday thing of like, ah, oh, my dress just is tartan yeah, design. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so then, are there occasions in in Scotland where you would say, "Well, this isn't a kilt affair, but it is like a tux affair"? Uh, no, I don't think that anywhere where you would be like getting a tux or a suit, you could wear a kilt. Okay, maybe the only it wouldn't work for James Bond, though. Uh, uh, no, definitely not. The the only time that doesn't work is a funeral. Like you would wear a suit to a funeral. Oh, that's kind of surprising, actually. I would have thought you would wear a kilt to a funeral. No, it's mostly suits. Oh, okay. What about the guy on the bagpipe playing Scotland the Brave? Is he in a kilt? Always. If someone's playing okay, bagpipes, right. they're wearing a kilt. Okay, all right. That's fair enough. Well, I, I didn't know that, so uh, thank you for elucidating me on that, that's too. That's quite right. Um, I kind of lost our case, and I forgot we were recording for a minute there, because <laughs> I was just curious. But anyway... Yes, thank you very much for listening. Now you know more about kilt culture and what a bounder is. You also know to get off your ass, go buy Future Perfect, 
and an Xbox, GameCube, or PS2, or you can just emulate it. And don't buy 2K21, buy Everybody's Gull. I think that covers everything we just covered. That does. So, thank you very much, and we will catch you next time when we talk about Reservoir Dogs. Yay! Dun, Not dun, the dun, film. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for singing the love theme from Wes Dogs. <laughs>